So we're going to pick up immediately where we left off because you guys seemed pretty frustrated in general. <laughs> uh, you have been... So you were hired by a, a human merchant, a rich human merchant from Vrymor who bases his work in Benvalor, which is the main port city of Vrymor. You were hired to find a, retrieve a stolen item. You then, through complicated circumstance, ended up sort of installment buying that very expensive item because a weird gnome named Jackdaw said that he would return it only if it belonged to you. So you are now you working for this merchant who owns the item, who you are paying off in installments by doing work mostly, Gareth Kesby. And you've gone with him to Benvalor, guarding his caravan along the way, and now you're in this port city, Benvalor. This past night, you guarded a showcase of his where he displayed several magic items, one of which, once the showcase was well over, was stolen. You highly suspect it was stolen by this gang of teenagers, one of whom for sure came to the party, named Malady, a tiefling, youngish looking tiefling, although she holds herself quite well. They have just, the you've called in the guard as well as Gareth Kesby to take these boots, which is what they are, they're very fancy looking boots, potentially away to see if they can identify them as, to see if they can, to hold them and see and try and find a way if you can prove that these, this gang of people stole these boots. They've just sauntered out of this kind of seedy looking bar where they were causing a ruckus, uh, challenged you to be their nemeses essentially, particularly infuriated a few of you, though I think you're all pretty upset <laughs> in this regard. And I believe now you wanted to plan Oh yes. Oh, there's a word. I think we actually wanted to drink. But well, you are <laughs> drunk, Laura. Oh yes. yes. I want to remind you, Theo. Yes, yes. You are drunk. I'm drunk. <laughs> Success. So one of you can learn locate object, right? Yeah. Just blindfold me. I'll say, point me to the boots that were displayed by what's her employer's name again? Gareth Kesby. Point us to the boots that were displayed by Gareth Kesby last night. At and ball exhibition. Yeah. Is there a, na- is there a name to this? <laughs> or, like, a name to the, like, ballroom we were in? Or just say at the exhibition last night or something, and that should be... I feel the, like... The Kesby Mansion. At the Kesby Mansion. I feel like we need to be as, as precise as possible. as possible so that we can out-argue these little kids. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, yeah. my friend. I'm very charismatic. <laughs> I feel like... We need to be even more specific than that, because if he was there, wearing the yeah. boots, the boots would have been at the mansion, so, the, um, on yeah, display. we can also mention... Uh, well, you can misinterpret on display, so... Yeah. I don't Brought think... by Garrett Kesby to the mansion for <laughs> the purpose of being displayed at the exhibition last night. Displayed and... on the pedestal in between the sword and... <laughs> <laughs> we can get specific here if we yeah. need to. How long a description does it allow, or does it not say? It doesn't technically limit it. Well, roll me an arcana. Roll me a okay. spellcasting ability check. So roll a, d- ability? Okay. roll a d20 and add your wisdom modifier to see if you know how your magic works. That's a 20, or no, 19. A 19, okay. Oh. Casting time of locate object is, I believe, one action. Mm-hmm. So technically, you have to be able to describe it in six seconds, which is one round of combat, which is one action, and 
while there is a verbal component, you are not sure that the verbal component is necessarily the description. Okay, I think maybe, so the the boots, we, they're boots of haste, right? We know that for sure. No, you don't. You know, they're just fancy boots. Okay. <laughs> then we don't know well, that. Well, we can ask him also, uh, we can ask Mr. Kesby. Kesby what the boots do. Because he, I mean, that was the point, right? Was that people would go ask him and then he would tell them and then, and then they could buy it from him tomorrow. So we could ask him what the boots do and try to get any details to make it as specific as possible. Yeah, but... If they supposedly well, they, bought the same kind. The identical pair from the identical manufacturer. So we'll yeah. we have to narrow. So any details about what they are and what they do and who made them are useless here, unfortunately. Yeah. We just need to say where they were last night and that we're, um, that we're there in, in the possession of Mr. Kesby and we're still, uh, we're, you know, on display in this hall on the pedestal in the and we're stolen. Okay. So I... But again, the verbal aspect might not be fully binding. We might need. Can you cast Zone of Truth or make it so? I mean, I they know. can always resist Zone of Truth or refuse to speak under Zone of Truth. So. But no, so if. Oh, I don't, I, what, how, what is Zone of Truth? How does it work? <laughs> what yeah, is I would spell? never have heard about that in character two, I imagine, given my approach to truth. (laughs) Every zone is a zone of truth. What are you talking about? The whole world is a zone Zone of of truth. truth. (laughs) Um, zone of truth. There is one person who does not live in a zone of truth. Everyone else. Zone of truth basically creates... Well, also these children. Also these children. (laughs) They are in the zone of non-truth as well. (laughs) Basically creates a 15-foot radius where in a person can only speak the truth. But every person, so either upon entering the this zone or if you're in the zone at the start, of, uh, you have to make a Christmas saving throw. Which on a f- if it fails, you can't speak a deliberate lie. So if yeah, no, can, yeah, I, out of character, uh, I know how the spell works. <laughs> I know, I don't. Um, uh, the uh, zone of truth is described. Uh, yeah. You know how how it goes. I mean, so, I can be zone of truth. That yeah, I'm. You know, casting the spell just for that's his boots. I don't know if you being zone of truth would help in. Well, this the is the do object. the guards believe us as opposed to these children. Like, if she casts uh, Locate Object and it works um, and, you know, identifies that pair of boots that the, that the kid stole um, as the pair of boots that we're looking for, if we're not, if she's not under Zone of Truth, they could be like, well, you're just lying about that. You just want these boots. You're, you know. Um, but if you're under Zone of Truth uh, and you can deliberately fail that, right? Yes. I believe so. The, what does it say in the spell description? You can't. I feel then like we, we just read this, but if you can't, then we get into what are the relevant DCs and modifiers and start doing some math about how many times you'll have to cast it. You can also roll a spellcasting ability check to see what you know about your own spellcasting, which is you roll a d20 and add your wisdom modifier. Okay, great. Eighteen. <laughs> Someone can choose to fail the check. However, the only person who knows if the check has been failed or not is you. Well, so we could maybe ask somebody. Yeah, we could ask the guard. Yeah, we could ask a, yeah, could ask a member of the guard to cast, cast it. Zone of truth or locate object themselves. 
Like, we can give them the precise wording. Anyways, we should write out the precise wording so we don't forget it. <laughs> you know, I bet our employer, if there isn't somebody who can do it for free, I'm willing to bet our employer could hire a cleric or something to cast the spell. The problem is if the cleric is under his employ, that brings their trustworthiness into the rare, me, right? Roll me a history check, those of you thinking about clerics. Or a religion check, whichever one you're better at. Yes, okay, I guess. Um, that's no, eighteen. Thir- Thirteen. I believe that's a ten. How hard would um, it be to find a zone of truth person? So what you know is in Rungut, which is where you're from, which is an underwater kingdom. We haven't established that yet. Tritons live underwater. Rungut is a deep underwater kingdom. There just ain't a lot. There's like basically no clerics or paladins anywhere in Rungut. What you know with your... So you have no idea how common they are up here, really. didn't really concern you. What you know with an 18 is that there's probably one or two others in Benvalor, maybe more, but they're very hard to find. Clerics are incredibly, paladins are rare. Clerics are incredibly rare in this world due to this distance between the celestial plane and the prime material plane. So it's very odd actually that you have a cleric with you. Okay, I think, yeah, we just need to build up enough evidence that it would have to be, you know, it, like the easier explanation for why they have an identical set of boots is that um, they stole it and we just have to build up enough evidence that the idea that they just happened to have this identical set the gets prob- ridiculous. The problem is they seem to have thought this out really well. Um, like, this seem, they seem to have been planning for a while because they were talking about they have... I mean, I'm sure it'll be a forgery or they paid someone to uh, write this note for them, but they claim to have a note or to be able to get a note of authenticity. So I don't know if... I don't know how much, like, evidence will matter. Like, I, I don't know what kind of evidence we could gather that would work. Well, why would it be impossible that they just you know, paid off this merchant or whatever. It's not impossible, that's what I just said. Yeah. That they probably I, I assume paid, that they paid did. Someone. Yeah. I, just said they, they, I said they probably paid someone to write this note for them or they forged it, but they have it and the guard is probably going to take them at their word for that, probably. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it's a pretty spectacular coincidence, though, so I think we can Well, the guard seemed not too happy with us when they, they were leaving, when they kept the boots for... Roll insight. 16. The... Guards seemed like this was kind of a hassle. They didn't necessarily believe either one of you too much. You bet you could, either side could sway them at this point, but you do feel that they're, that you are correct about like, they might have additional evidence, you're not sure, but at this moment, you might be able to compile evidence to sway the guard to your side. Oh, also, I had another idea. I can also speak with animals. The guy said he was in his room all night because his dog was sick. I could ask, ugh, I don't know that evidence from a dog would be admissible. The other question is, do you think the dog, oh, uh, dogs are loyal. Dogs are loyal to their owners. They also think their humans are pretty perfect, and I don't know how well they understand the idea of lying. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know if the dog would understand the concept of lying, but also it might refuse to answer to protect its, like, humans. How smart is it, though? If you ask a dog whether Dogs its human can was be homeless, smart. It, but, <laughs> <laughs> right, but, like, if you ask a dog, was this guy in the room at you know, all night long, the dog probably doesn't think through all the consequences of his answer to that question. You can try. <laughs> the question is, do dogs understand their own lives? 
<laughs> yeah, and that might not get as far with the guards. These I mean, are all things you can try. You have to pick what you're going to do. Locate yeah. object for sure. Um, we should, I guess you're right, we should try to compile evidence, um, but fast, because I think if we get to the guard before they get to the guard with their evidence... Um, yeah, well, we need to take a long rest to have, like, the spells we yeah. need. I have to trance for four hours. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like in the, it's it's like 3 a.m., you said, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, it's yeah. it's very early in the morning. Theo, by the way, is also pretty, pretty drunk. <laughs> this entire conversation, oh, yeah. Theo's been, He's like, just... swaying. Yeah, so Theo has kind of, like, laid his head down <laughs> on the table. Aww. <laughs> Poor kid. Aww. So, back to the in to get finish our night's rest and then reconvene, reconvene in the morning to plan more? Yeah, do we need to plan out any other for our prepared casters? Are there other spells we should think about making sure they learn? Like, I think we should have Zone of Truth even if we're not going to use it. Yeah. Definitely have Locate Object. Speak mm-hmm. with animals just in case? Yeah, certainly. I don't... Well, Euterpe is convinced that the dog would obviously tell the truth. <laughs> Other than that, we could try tomorrow morning asking around to see if there's anybody who could counter the alibis for the people who said they were, like, out on the square all night. That's a good point. We'll see how it goes. If we, when we leave, uh, Aaron picks Theo up and Fireman carries him <laughs> to the tavern, or to the inn. Theo, roll me a con saving throw. <laughs> Ten. You barely managed to not vomit down Aaron's back. <laughs> Yay. I don't need to be carried. I can handle my... It's not alcohol. I can handle my intoxication. Mm-hmm. Sure you can, kid. I don't need to be carried. I'm competent. I am I know adult. you are. It's fine. Don't worry about How it, kid. How old are you again? Just as I... Theo answers right away. <laughs> I think I'm 17, we discussed. You are 17. Okay. You had previously told a guard that you were 20. Oh, yes, but everybody could tell that was a lie. <laughs> I'm 17. I don't believe what I you have grown me. up. I know you are, kid. Oh, boy. So you head back to the inn. You guys get your night's sleep for six hours. That means you're up at 9 a.m. You, you Terpy, have an extra two hours because elves are stupid. (laughs) Elves Um, are amazing. Elves trance for four hours instead of sleeping for six or eight. Yes. So they, Terpy does that. So you guys prepare your spells for the day. Please note down what you are prepping. Mm -hmm. And... You reconvene the next morning at around 9 a.m. I need to spend an hour preparing my stuff. So about 10 a.m. <laughs> guys are giving me all this free time <laughs> to not prepare anything because I won't do that. Yeah. I practice. <laughs> I'm sorry, it actually takes you about an hour and a half, doesn't it? Yeah, it takes me a long time because I need to prepare uh, recipes and concoctions. Yeah, so 10.30. 10 a, I think 10 a.m., most of you guys are down there, and then you you eat breakfast, and you wait for about half an hour, and you're like, where's Theo? And Theo comes down, like, running down the stairs at 10.30 with, like, a full bag of stuff, having not eaten anything. I'm already... Your goggles are crooked. <laughs> I straighten my goggles and grab a bite of whatever was had for breakfast. You, you get a little breakfast sandwich. Let's go. I have a feeling that given the delays, they feed us there. Possibly. We go to the guardhouse. Okay. Well, have we gathered any evidence? And should I think we should bring our 
uh, boss along because he obviously has a strong interest in this yeah. and brings a certain gravitas. <laughs> yes, not a bad plan. Uh, so you guys head to the Kesby Mansion just down the road, mm-hmm. uh, where Gareth Kesby appears to be having some kind of conversation with a Tabaxi, one of the the one you might recognize from last night, discussing something about the staff probably. And then uh, as you enter, the conversation sort of wraps up. He's uh, he's actually in the sort of the front sort of garden talking to her, and then she sort of nods, um, and as you guys are walking up, they seem to conclude whatever business they have, and she nods and sort of walks away and sees dust and sort of gives like a little tail twitch of greeting and continues to leave <laughs> without talking to you guys. But she's a person who exists in the world. <laughs> Does she seem particularly... Uh angry or excited or like is she interested in buying is she frustrated that her spell was dispelled um, insight 19 she seems excited she toward us excited okay, excited good. and intrigued and there's this air of curiosity cool. about all kinds of things with her and there might be a tad annoyance of like well my original plan but she seems to be laying down many plans here okay mr kesby uh, yes yes how how quite an event yeah, Quite an event. We were hoping to gather evidence against the individuals we believe have stolen the boots. <laughs> yes. Um, obviously, I am all for that. I would like to recover my item. They were expensive. Um, what were they exactly? Uh, boots of haste. They allow you to um, once per day cast a. They cast a spell on you that allows you to be a little quicker and faster in combat or any other situation. Mm -hmm. So we, you probably know a little bit more about the laws around here than we do and what it would take to prove that those are your boots, but I can cast Locate Object, which I think should let me prove a state and prove that the object I was looking for was yours. And you know, if they put it behind a screen or something like that, I can show that I'm able to locate it that way. It is not, I, I am, I'm no scholar of this. I study magic items and I can identify them pretty well. What's a valuable one? I can appraise things and things like that. I am not a legal scholar. I do know that there are certain things, certain spells in particular, in recent years in Rymor, particularly since the ascension of the new king a few years ago, they've questioned their things that were originally considered intense, absolute proof. They've questioned, um, unintentional biases and things like that. Certain things are no longer being held in court. So it would depend. Do you have an example? Um, well, for example, uh, there are many bards out there who can cast Zone of Truth. Zone of Truth, however, bards also, however, tend to be fairly charismatic folk, and there's been some cases recently called into question of whether the bard told the truth that the person succeeded or failed or could or could not tell a lie. And this may have been used to falsely imprison people for various reasons. Rymor is working to main, to correct this mistake and to free these people, but, um... What sort of terrible bards do you have around here who would do that? People who like money, typically. That isn't enough to justify lying about some of truth. I don't understand fundamentally. So there, there is a, a slight... It's not absolute, but it is... It is not absolute. 
sure would the guard do. have bards in their employ that would be able to cast Zone of Truth and have that be like taken at their word because they are part of the guard and not external contractors? At the moment, I am unsure about that. This is a particularly volatile moment. Many of the more skilled guards have been shipped off to Penser to help deal with the issue there. So they might or they might not. There are other people in the city, perhaps, but they would have to be hired, and then you run into the issue of money. It is, it is a chance. We could potentially prove something with it, but it would be an argument, not an absolute. Would Detect Magic tell if somebody is affected by Zone of Truth? I am unclear on that one. That would be something you'd have to ask a scholar of the arcane. I am a scholar of the arcane. 17? Uh, let me pull up the description for Detect Magic real quick. I don't think it would. No, because it, uh, so detect magic only lets you sense magic. You can sense zone of truth. You can't sense if someone succeeded or failed on the saving throw. Okay. Just a thought, the whole group, there's four of them. And maybe uh, if, it's really unlikely, right? That if there were four people and they were all put under zone of truth, that they would all successfully be able to lie, right? I mean, Perhaps. depending on how yeah. good the caster is, depending on how good they are. But they wouldn't Perhaps. have to talk. Yes, Zone of Truth does not compel speech. Yeah, but do they have the Fifth Amendment in this country? <laughs> <laughs> um, it is an argument that one could make, given... What have you told Gareth about Malady, by the way, and about how she got into the party? Did you tell her? Did you tell him that? Because do you guys remember how Malady got into the party? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, not in character. No. Did Theo tell Theo or Aaron tell <laughs> us? Okay, so... I don't think I came either. up. Like, if yeah. somebody asked, I'd probably like, say what happened. Okay, so her, then but... there's something Gareth is gonna could have said that he's not going to say here. But there is a conclusion that those of you who heard Malady enter the party and how she got in might have a clue of what her argument might be. Right, yeah. You would also note that her party consists of a half-orc, a half-drow, and a half-wood elf. <laughs> I mean, I also, with locate object, even if, like, they think you're lying, I like your idea of, like, put it behind a screen, like, have, mul- like, maybe have, like, multiple, like, curtains you can't see past, put it behind one of them, and then if you locate it behind the correct one, then, like, the chances go down that it, you are lying. Yeah, and the further, the further we can make those chances of us lying go down, then we can push the burden of evidence further yeah. that these boots aren't theirs. So we can start with that. Is there a, do we have, I feel like zone of proof is not useful here that they're just gonna assume. Unless one of, unless one of the guard casts it, yeah. it's just gonna create more work for them. Yeah. I mean, casting zone of truth at least decreases the odds that somebody is lying. But not if it's one of us casting it. Right. Yeah, because they have no reason to trust our word. Yeah, but even if somebody you like casts it on you and who is hoping that it won't take, you still there's still a chance that you'll fall under the spell and you won't be able to lie, right? The issue that's been proposed is not um, whether or not you actually succeed or fail. It's the fact that the only person who knows if you succeeded or failed is the person casting, is the person casting mm-hmm. it. So if Dust casts it, Dust can then 
lie about whether or not the person succeeded or failed. Yeah. Wait, but zone of truth is a zone, right? For sure. But still, dust would only dust would be the only one who knew whether dust had passed. Yeah. Yeah, but even if everybody know if everybody knows that it's cast, even if even if we know that dust can choose to lie about whether I've passed or failed, the odds that I that I still could have failed it either way, and the odds that I'm telling the truth go up. Like, why Not enough I... for an actual argument. It is something that could potentially add to it in court. I think we it have... could add to... It is something you can do. I am going to say at this point, if you're going to keep having these magical discussions, I need you to move this to the guardhouse so you can have them with Malady there. Okay. okay. Because we're, we've talked sure. about this long enough, yeah. and we are podcasting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, we go to the guardhouse while arguing magical theory. You argue magical theory all the way to the guardhouse. <laughs> and political theory and criminal criminology. And does um, Kesby come with us? Yes, Kesby okay, comes okay. with you. Uh, and waiting for you, he knows where, he's in fact leading you because you guys don't know where the guard tower is. Like oh, you I also pull Theo aside while we're walking and be like, so you make potions, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think you can make something that would dye Malady's hair blonde? I think that would look really bad on her. <laughs> I can work on it. Uh, I think it would be hilarious. I think she would be angry. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of the point. Why would that help? Because they made us angry, so we get them angry in return. But but then they might do something even worse. Then we do something bad back. But if we escalate, <laughs> just more people are going to get hurt and the thing is going to get solved. Do you really think us, either way that this ends, do you really think it's going to be solved? Do you really think this is going to be over? No, probably. That's not how rivalries work. Yeah, that's not how they work. No. I like that idea. Or can I, is this within your show? Yeah. yeah, totally. The whole party can hear this. Yeah, I like that idea. Let's make sure it's after the trial. Oh, yes, yes. So you get to the guard tower, which Kesby is leading you towards, and standing outside, not having entered, literally waiting for you guys, <laughs> are four figures. There is a very high femme half-orc wearing a very nice sort of hugely flounced uh, short, like knee-length skirt and uh, sort of corseted interesting armor with her hair very carefully, her blue hair very carefully done up. Uh, There is a half wood elf with a small dog by his heels who is sort of idly, uh, looks like he's sort of trying to balance an arrow on one finger and is sort of having a bit of trouble with it. There's a half drow who's Apparently looking, he, he looks like he's trying to determine if he could scale the, the guard wall, the curtain wall that surrounds it, um, as though he's debating at this point just perching on top of it. And then there is a purple-skinned, light purple-skinned, dark purple-haired, bright green eye, black-horned tiefling in purple and green armor, the same ar- purple-green and gold armor, the same armor she was wearing last night, waiting waiting for all of you. And they do seem to perk up when they see you coming. They don't they don't greet you yet. They wait till you, you get there. But they're very clearly waiting outside the guard tower for you. Do any of you say anything as you walk up? They don't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, at that point, uh, Malady does step forward, does sort of nod towards you and say, like, we thought maybe we'd give you a fair shot. We're just here to pick up our boots. Funny, so are we. Did yours get reported in too? Because ours got taken last night. So weird. Yeah, funny things. (laughs) Shall we? Let's. (laughs) 
Um, so they file in, and the um, uh, as you go in, Jazz, the one who the half drow, does sort of give a sort of a jaunty wave to Aaron, and Carneos, the half wood elf, does sort of sidle on up next to Dust a little bit and sort of give you a look over, just like a casual sort of like cat. <laughs> Doesn't say anything, but his dog barks a little bit at you, and he's like, "Shh, dude, shut up." Seems to be waiting for you. Like I think at some point you just say so. in learning what the jungle was like. He just doesn't, he's not a great guy. Um, uh, so you, you continue inwards after that little thing, and then you basically are received into the... Uh, so I rolled a wisdom check to uh-huh. see if I retaliate against, or if I, how angry I get against Jazz. Rolled a one. Oh, good. <laughs> what do you do? What do you do? This is important. Um... Oh god, I don't even know what I do. Um, do you need a prompt? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Jazz is walking backwards in front of you. I <laughs> stick my foot out and trip him. Okay, roll me... We're just gonna roll roll and add your dexterity, I feel like? I don't have dexterity. Okay. Uh, oh, that's okay. It's a ten. Uh, he rolled a one. <laughs> so he trips, tumbles smashes his head against something. There's a moment where he's just laying there and then he starts to moan in like a, like, oh God, my head kind of way. And Mal rushes over to him and says, Jazz, are you okay? Oh my God, what, what did they do to you? He's very clumsy. Yeah, you should be careful. You should walk forwards. You, I don't, you should be more careful when you walk. Malady sort of clutch, like, there's, like, a little of a a tense moment before Malady, like, looks over Jazz's head and says, and actually does call out to a nearby sort of guard training. He says, excuse me, do you have any bandages? My friend's head is bleeding. I hand them a heal potion. Trying to poison us, too, then. Very clever of you, but not gonna work. And the guard- it's just a heal potion. Here, toss it here. I've only got one. (laughs) Um, just to show that they are being paranoid, um, I toss it back, shrug. Okay, you're at full health, so you get yeah, no benefit from exactly, that potion. but obviously nothing happens. Yeah, <laughs> but she says, after the way you're pressing us, you're trying to take our goods just because you couldn't keep a tight hand on yours, or maybe, here's a thought, your bosses here was a fake to begin with, because it's not like my friend hasn't, you know... We bought this from a merchant, Merchant's Talk. There's every possibility that he heard or is friends with this particular merchant. And now you try and intimidate us as we walk into this guardhouse with you so that you could have a fair point. Oh, come on. I cast Detect Magic in that room so many times. That thing was dripping in magic. And I'm sure your testimony holds up great, considering you're in his employ. And I'm sure yours holds up fabulously, considering that you happen to be right where the scent trail led me immediately after the boots were stolen. I'm sorry, you followed a scent trail to us? I can shapeshift. That's funny, because when you walked into that inn, you were definitely a tiefling. And I'm sorry, could anyone outside on the street spot 
you as whatever the hell you were. They could point out that a big mastiff was walking along with this group and I can turn into that mastiff again. Quick pause. You remember you weren't doing that, right? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Sorry, that was bad notes from the last session. Can no, we, yeah, we can, can undo all of that. that. Okay. I should. I thought you were trying to do a thing. I will check with no. you next time. No, you don't say any of that because you were not a Mastiff. Sorry about that. I forgot how You we... guys found them by being like, Theo drew a picture of Malady. Oh, right. <laughs> Somebody was like, those assholes at Those the assholes in that bar <laughs> over there who are doing shit. Right, you tried to smell her and it didn't right work. Because it was heavily yeah. pressed vegetation. Yeah, just mm-hmm. say, you know, there are a lot of people at that party. I imagine someone else cast attack magic. Oh, you mean people who could get discounts from our good Mr. Kesby here? All I'm saying is my friend's head is bleeding and I'd like some bandages, please. And the guard do start, they are bringing over bandages. I very, very spitefully mm-hmm. cast Healing Word. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and it, it, okay, roll me a d4. Uh, that's a one, so that's five hit points. Yeah, that's fine, it, it knits up fine and his head's fine and he sort of touches it and she sort of examines, she does seem to examine it very closely, um, and any of you could roll insight on this moment if you wanted. Nope. Yeah, why not? Yeah. 19. Only a 12. 12. Uh, 22. Okay, 19 and 22. There's a shakiness to her hands a little bit. It looked like for a moment she was actually really concerned. Hmm. But he does seem to be fine, and she they sort of both stand up and wave, wave away the bandages and say, and she says, well, I guess then we should go in and give our testimonies. I want our boots back and to be done with this. Same. I genuinely didn't. I don't sense in character, but I, I feel bad. <laughs> I'm like, I genuinely didn't think he would, like, <laughs> hurt himself. I was just... Well, he not won. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my fault. Nope. But they took advantage this is the of most it. Spitefully, I have ever cast healing word. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you are led in, and with Mr. Kesby's standing, you are shown to a a sergeant, um, who is a a sort of uh, robust, uh, dark-skinned human male uh, with a, a long braid down his back, and he's sort of—he's very big and very buff. Uh, he's nearly as big and buff as Aaron, not quite, <laughs> nearly. And he does sort of look over all of you and say, okay, so uh, I've got some of the details from from the report last night. So the question here, I guess, is um, you, and he points to your group, and uh, the Honorable Mr. Kesby here claim that his boots of haste were stolen after a showcase that he held by these individuals here, and your your names are, uh, and uh, Malady does step forward and say, Malady, Jasper, Carneos, and Evangeline. We're a traveling party. We adventure and have a bit of fun, and I won't pretend that we don't cause a bit of a ruckus sometimes, but we didn't steal these boots. I'm just tired of rolling inside on them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> 16. There's some... There's performance going on here. And that's pretty clear. Like, she's, she seems to be settling into sort of like a, a performative role here. And there's a point to which you bet even the guard doesn't buy it. You'd wonder if maybe these guards have some records on these guys already. <laughs> yeah. So what had happened um, after the showcase, we, I um, have the ability to shapeshift. And there was clearly someone who was invisible in the mansion. However, after we had searched several times, our employer decided it was 
somewhat unlikely that the person was still there. Um, so saw a malady here. Ma oh, yeah. During the before, even before that, malady came in with a monkey who she claimed was her familiar. Uh, we saw her casting a spell that made the monkey go invisible. She claims that it was she was putting it in the pocket dimension. However, based on my knowledge of spell casting. I believe that was not the spell she was casting. We, You're invited to give a full report before Malady, Malady will give a retort. Mm -hmm. So yeah, later on, I was sniffing around. Someone was in there, but um, we concluded that they'd left after Reed searched several times, um, locked up the place for the night, left. Shortly after, there was a break-in, and the boots were stolen. At this point, we began searching around town. We had reason to believe from earlier that Malady was involved in the theft. We found her and her friends in this bar wearing a pair of boots that certainly seemed to be the ones that our employer owns. Also, the guy who was, it was the guy who was wearing them who was very heavily prestidigitationed, right? Yes, he claimed that he had been in a bar fight and had needed to get some blood and viscera off. Yeah, so I relay that to the judge mm -hmm. and... Well, sergeant. The sergeant. You're making a police report. You are not sergeant. going to court um, yet, guys. <laughs> yeah, he, he smelled... He was just... Clearly had just prestidigitationed himself in the boots halfway into oblivion. And so we have every reason to believe that these boots are the boots that belong to our employer. If that's your full report. You should also offer to do a little mm -hmm. bit of object yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Do you wanna... I mean, it's your spell, so you might as well. Yeah. Well, why don't we have Malady give okay. her retort first? Okay. So Malady does step forward and say, it's true, I attended a party. I looked around a room, I brought my familiar who I can summon for you now if you'd like. He's known to be, well, an asshole, but he's my familiar and I like having him around sometimes. So sometimes I put him in his pocket dimension. In terms of saying I turned him invisible, I think you'll find the only people who are going to attest to that, at least here, are people in Mr. Kesby's employ. Now, I don't know why Mr. Kesby, well, let's rephrase that. I have several theories as to why we are being targeted like this. We're an easy target, frankly. I mean, look at us. So easy to think we're just bad kids, but we do our own work, and we did acquire these lawfully, and I have an attest of sale to that. Not on me, obviously. You can go to, I've given you the merchant's name already that you can go to about two towns over, and he will provide you with a signed bill of sale, completely legitimate. You're rolling insight? Uh, no, I want to know if it's standard practice to give people a receipt of some kind or an attestation of sale when you, um, when you sell somebody something expensive. Okay. Uh, that is a, what, 16 history? History. You, with your particular history, would know that it's usually something someone has to request. Okay. So the fact that she doesn't have it on her might actually be evidence, to, like, if you didn't think you were going to have to prove it, you might not have requested it. Right. So she, she says, in terms of the prestidigitation, yeah, I cleaned my friend up. It's not a crime, frankly. It's also not a crime for us to own these. It is a crime to attempt to blame someone else or take someone else's item by pretending theft. There might also be some kind of other fraud Mr. Kesby could be potentially perpetrating. I'm not going, it, it was not unknown that, these merchant, that this merchant had these wares and I'm sure Mr. Kesby could have found it out. And in these troubled times, maybe he came up with a quick plan after the fact. I'm not stating anything for sure. <coughs> 
I'm just making accusations as they're being made against me and my friends here. So, in terms of someone being invisible in the house, maybe there was. Doesn't mean it was my friend. Doesn't mean it was me. Doesn't mean it was any of us. You'll also find that we've got eyewitness alibis of our own. And I left that party. So, you can try and blame us. But I don't think you'll find enough to convict. So we were thinking that if you have any guards who know any spells, you might be able to get to the bottom of this quickly by just doing a locate object and describing the object that, that the pair of boots that Mr. Kesby had on display and seeing where the trail leads. We would also be happy to submit ourselves to questioning under Zone of Truth. Um, so Malady actually is going to turn towards Theo at that moment and go, Oh, see, here's the thing about locate object, though. You can describe something generally, sure, but to describe a specific object, such as, hmm, I want to distinguish this pair of boots from this other pair of boots from the same maker in the same year, you have to have looked at them really closely. Mm-hmm. I, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't cast spell, but I did spend, and anyone at the party will attach to it, over an hour standing directly next to those boots as, uh, can you cast locate object then? I can. And I was inspecting all of the objects in this room as the other guards were. Also been the most vocal in accusing us, so that's an interesting twist. If she because submits herself to questioning under zone of truth, however... Yeah, I can testify under zone of truth, but I am not attempting, not basing my description or my casting off of whatever pair of boots was on your friend's feet last night, but I am basing it only off of my memories from the party. I'll testify that I'm doing that under zone of truth, have it cast by whoever. Now here's an interesting quote about, an interesting thought about magical theory, I suppose. Does it matter what you're saying, since there's additional verbal components, a slight incantation you have to say as well, the question is, and this would be a debate that I actually think people in Asset have been having for a while, is your intention what shapes the spell, or is what you're saying? Can you say one thing and think of a different object if the verbal component is not entirely the description? Now, that is a question, and one that I would be happy to raise in court with plenty of uh, legal precedent in recent cases. Also, various cases targeting, well, drow and half-drow. Can I roll an arcana check to see if I can find a hole in yeah, sure. your argument there? Theo, do you want to inspire me? Since I feel yes, like I this do. is going to be important. So that's Can a I ask you a question about your inspiration? Is that, that's just for ability checks for other people, right? Yeah. Okay, just making sure. I couldn't remember which way I did that. Yeah, it's, I can inspire myself for attacks or saves, but for allies it's just checks. And that's it's what I thought. a d6, right? Right. Ooh, I'm going to add this anyways because I just want a signature. <laughs> oh my god! That's going to be, that's going to be a 30. Okay. <laughs> so with a 30... You, <laughs> what you can find in that is that what she's doing is no, not... No, higher than 30. I miscalc. I forgot I have yeah, expertise, so it will be a 32. So with a 32... <laughs> <laughs> the highest check rolled in this campaign. Well, she was, she was owed it, to be fair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> with a 32, intentionality is a huge debate with magical casting you could make an argument that, you could make a pretty decent argument and also find sort of an equal number of citations, essentially, that the verbal component of the spell is not exclusively the 
incantation, but is in fact the verbal description. There's also the question of like how much, how strong of a mind would it have to be to mean, you know, like be describing something in detail in your head and describing something in detail out loud that's different at the same moment without them crossing over in six seconds. That would be a difficult mental feat. So that's potentially an argument you could go. This is not, there are ways to swing this argument. There are ways to make a different argument in court, but what she's saying is not untrue. It is a debate. I'll step forward. <laughs> With that rule, I'll take this debate. <laughs> she's like, well, you could argue that there's case, is there's precedent. There's about as much precedent showing that, in fact, intentionality isn't all that matters, that the verbal component is stronger. You can find us equally many citations. Additionally... Rose, if you're just going to repeat what I just said <laughs> yeah. to you, please just say I repeat what okay. was just said to me. Because yeah. we've done so much rehashing this episode. Yeah, I'll... I'll do that. I'll also, like, in, with the, like, skilled caster thing, I will point out, like, this is the highest level spell she can cast. Like, she's not that strong a caster. At that, Malady's gonna say, oh, so, a quick question then. How exactly, since your argument, supposedly, what you're accusing me of is, I had a monkey who I turned invisible and then the monkey stole it? Is that what you're accusing me of? Not necessarily. Then what are you accusing me of? We're... We don't know the exact method of the theft, but we that monkey might have stolen it or might have left let somebody in, because I don't think a single invisibility spell could let that long. Anyways, could have given somebody else access to the mansion. That person hides until we go away, steals the object. What we're so saying is the boots are gone and you have identical boots and we think that they're the same. And we have every reason to believe that you stole them. And I have reason to believe that perhaps Mr. Kesby never had the boots to begin with. The only people who had identify it... Well, let's actually say that, shall we? Um, I'm assuming the only people you had identify it, Mr. Kesby, were people within your own employ, that you didn't have your own outside source come in to verify beforehand. These were, I believe, fairly new to you. Um, and he does actually say, um, I had not yet gotten to having a third party... There'd been no reason for... It's not standard practice for a third party to identify them. This... They were... I can... I don't have... I got them from the maker in Tidaloli via a ship. I could provide you also a bill of sale, potentially, uh, but it would take a month or so to get. Did we see any guests examining the boots closely? Roll me an intelligence check. 22. Three. The, there were some guests who came and looked at the boots and, you know, saw various, you know, did examine them a little bit and then perhaps go talk to Mr. Kesby about them. You could maybe give a description and he could give you some names. No one looked at them as closely as you guys did. I could give you some descriptions of some guests who looked at them closely. I wasn't paying that much attention at whether they were casting detect magic or anything like that, but certainly we can... We can try. We can ask them. So other people, Mr. Kesby, can pay off. Great. Anybody that can, anyone can pay it off. <laughs> so you're yes. saying we can have no legitimate witnesses, basically, because saying, our employer has money. I'm saying you can have people invited to his party who he's got every reason to bribe, who know everything that he can do to bribe them. And I'd also point to the fact that, hmm, I left the party. If you're accusing a third party of stealing and it's someone in here... Is it one of me and my... If you're accusing me and my four friends, three yes, friends... Yes, since you guys are the ones who had the boots. 
and a legal bill of sale for acquiring them. That none of us have seen. <laughs> then we'll wait a couple days. Yeah. I've got eyewitness testimony. I've got the same level of proof that he right. does. So you can't convict. You can't arrest us. You can hold our boots for a couple days until our bill of sale comes in, and then we get our boots back. Then let us... Um, can we... I turn to the sergeant. Can we please use zone of truth and locate object to try to... to add to the burden of evidence that shows that this is clearly our employer's boots. Uh, Malady will step forward, will say, you can have them go ahead and cast, do you have, let's clarify, do you have someone here currently who can cast zone of truth? Because they can't cast locate object. And the sergeant says, not at the moment. Zone of truth is not one that we, it's fallen out of popularity in recent years and most of our casters have gone off to Penser to help with the repairs. We could wait about a month and have people come back and then we could potentially resolve this, although we don't have enough proof to hold the boots for a full month. And Malady says, well, with that, you can cast Locate Object with Zone of Truth up and your own somewhat questionable testimony. I will, of course, be arguing the it's not absolute. And it really depends, I guess, on how much you want to fight us on this, because here's the thing, I don't like being bullied by a rich merchant just because I have something nice, me and my friends. And it's interesting who you're picking out as the scapegoats. Oh, come on. That'll play well. You've noticed that we happen to be the same race, right? Mm. Yeah, I have. I've also noticed you're from Asset. Very different thing. Me, I'm from Barentes. Very different to be a tiefling in Bayernties. Would a town of this size have some, like, expert uh, person who would, who would do questioning? Would what do you mean? Like, surely they have detectives or somebody who They have somebody here who can actually or... do insight checks. Right, yes. Yes. Like, Somebody here can do insight checks. Somebody the, question, can... the question is, uh, you're, by the way, this is not a court case. You guys are presenting this to a sergeant. At yeah. the end of yes. this, I am going to have... Basically, you roll a contested check. As long as you guys keep arguing, I'm, I'm going to cut this <laughs> off pretty soon yeah. because you are circling. If you guys, but you have just been given the opportunity, you can cast locate object. You can do it under zone of truth. It may not hold up in court, and that has been established. That's the important thing that just happened I mean, there. Okay. Further evidence, well, though, so we should do it. Yeah. Yeah. There and are, and use... the sergeant will then take this and assign it to someone who will look into it. However, they do they may not have enough proof to hold the boots for more than a couple of days, which is until the bill of sale arrives. We should also use your, like, put it behind a screen method yeah. for locate object, because that, then at least it's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, deep, controversial magical theory if it's bad instead of, like, you were clearly just lying. Yeah. Yeah. Tell you what, since these boots are yours, Mm-hmm. Would you testify under zone of truth? Each of you just to answer one yes/no question. Did you? I, ugh, I acquire these boots legally. Legally, legally. acquire. Mm -hmm. And were these boots either that or, to the best of your knowledge, were these boots ever in the possession of Mr. Kesby? I don't understand why I have to be dragged into a court and ants and uh, interrogated under zone of truth when you don't have enough evidence to even arrest me. Oh come on, you won't. If you could just test say that under zone of truth, you know you could make this all go away. The only reason you won't is because you don't dare. 
The only reason I won't is because I stand up for the rights of my friends and I to not have to do this bullshit. <laughs> Burden of proof is on y'all, not us. Well then, we'll do what we can under Zone of Truth, and you guys can just step 15 feet away, shall you? Fine. I'm perfectly happy to let you do your little controversial games. It's so sad when people try to abuse others. That's not Grow what up. we're doing. <laughs> Uh, and she does sort of take her friends back and step back. And they all, by the way, look bored out of their minds. <laughs> like, this has been entirely her having some kind of weird intellectual debate with you guys. And, like, I think, I think Jazz and Carneos have started uh, doing... They've started doing this thing where uh, Carneos will, like, try and flip an arrow to Jazz. And Jazz will try and, like, catch it on his, like, on his head. Like, he'll try and catch it on his nose. <laughs> and they keep just dropping arrows in the background. Um, and uh, Evangeline, the half-orc high-femme bard, is like, I think she's strumming at a, like, a lute that she has with her, where she's just sort of picking it. And it looks like it's kind of beat up. Is um, she any good? She's not bad. Okay. She's not really trying. And she, you know, like, they're, they're just kind of like, they're not super invested in this. Malady seems to be having a, a really fun time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna pull insight on, like, just her general, like, vibe right now, because I feel like if she's having a good time, that's that contradicts, like, what she's saying. Mm -hmm. Like, ooh, uh, an 18. With an 18, what you're getting is, by having a good time, what that means is, she's, like, fired up. That could mean I'm having a good time defending the rights of tieflings and half-elves and half-orcs and things like that. But it could also just mean I'm having a good time pulling this fun, fun prank. Yeah. So you guys... But, like, she's, like, fired up and having a good time while accusing us all of discrimination and racism and et cetera, et cetera. And bullying her. Bullying. And bullying her. Yeah. yeah, she she's having... You know, she's not, um... She's clearly deeply traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what we're gonna do, because it's an hour and a half in, is we're gonna speed this up a little bit. We're not actually gonna play out you guys casting Locate Object. Here's what happens. You have the description you've settled on beforehand. That's fine. That works. You cast Zone of Truth Dust. Uh, Vantis, you voluntarily fail the saving throw, so mm -hmm. you can't lie while you describe these objects. What they do is they do have sort of curtains set up, uh, and behind several, there's a boot behind each of sort of a similar size, some of which they've taken from uh, locker rooms and things like that. <laughs> um, you do manage to locate the pair, uh, the pair of boots that were found that is correct and you guys do leave this and Malady and the others are kept behind for a little bit more questioning as they seem to have taken your testimony and trust you and they do let Mr. Kesby go with very little questioning as you are let out. There will be more on this to resolve it later. This is still an open question because you guys, oh sorry, uh, before you go I'm gonna say Vantis you did the majority of the arguing Roll me. I will inspire you, by the way. A oh, persuasion check. Okay. Do, can I, I do, do our inspiration, inspiration yeah. stack? Uh, yeah. Cool. Okay, so I can. I get two d six. Oh my god. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> no, it's fine. You can still beat it. Uh, so that's plus what? Did, that's this eight. one's a five. five. So eight twenty plus. Do I have persuasion? Yes, I do. So that is a twenty-five. Okay. Based on your facial expression, I'm worried. No, I, I will tell you, she rolled a nat 19 and has a very high persuasion modifier, so I believe you've tied it. 
So you have matched your contested checks, so this is not even remotely resolved, and we will continue with more on this later. Um, as you leave, Gareth Kesby does have to get back to his actual work that he does, because yeah. this is meant to be a very busy day for him where he receives people who were at the showcase last night and has them purchase things. So you guys are left alone in the city of Benvalore for a little bit. It is, you know, like a port city. You probably have, like, a day to yourselves, basically. I wanted to, again, none of you guys have to come with me if you don't want to, but I was going to go see if I could find where the heart's shadow is and see what I can do for that uh, Saba girl. Yeah, that sounds like a good thing to do. I mean, I can tag along, said I would. Sure, why not? I mean, she doesn't really deserve it, but it's something to do. Well, it's her, well, she, she didn't deserve to be in this debt in the first place. Fair enough. It's her mother's debt. So yeah, uh, you're good at finding things. Yeah. Uh, Theo, why don't you, uh, can you see, oh, I'll, I'll also roll, but let's see if we can find where the heart shadow is. Yeah, roll investigation. investigation. Uh, Aaron, you actually get to roll with advantage because of your watcher's eye. Okay. Nat 20. Nice. Yeah, so um, you, here's what you do. You know how to recognize a den of thieves pretty easily, and you were actually in a seedier part of town at around 3 a.m. last night. <laughs> so you start off by heading there, and you head actually, basically there's sort of a higher hill where a lot of the mansions are and where the nice inn that you're staying was, and then if you continue on downwards, you get sort of to a main road where it gets seedier and seedier the further as you go down. You head down towards the wharf, and there is a point where as you're sort of walking along, and you're not... It's not that you're talking to people, because that's not always exactly what you do. It's more that you've got a sharp eye out, and you know what thieves look like when they're moving. And you manage to spot a sort of dark... Why? Um, a darker building off to the side that does... It looks like it's an inn of some kind, and it's called the White Heart. Heart like deer. And it does... You, you catch... Basically, I think what you catch with a nat 20 is I think you see someone in the back bringing in, like, weird-looking boxes. Yep, that I think this is the place, guys. I bet you're not going to let me just go in and explain the situation. No. <laughs> It'd be so much easier. I mean, there's no need... There, I don't know. Well, we'll see how things go. There's no, We don't have any any problems with them right now. There's It's not yeah. like there's... There's not we much didn't even have any dealings with them. We just had dealings with one of their former members. Yeah, but I mean, I'm I, I'm the one who decided to do this. So why don't you know? Uh, I you can like do the to, talking. Yeah, like take the point. So yeah. So uh, I do. I see like um, an entrance that like the people in the know seem to be entering versus like the front door, or is it everyone just goes in the front door of the inn? You see that there is someone in the back bringing odd-looking boxes down into a basement. You could follow that person down into the basement, or you could go in through the front door to the tavern bit. Let's try the tavern. Okay. So you enter the tavern. It's a beat-up-looking place. It has very, very small glass-paned dirty windows and sort of furniture that looks like it's made to be thrown around sometimes. Everything seems to have some sort of, you know, graffiti carved into it, stuff like that. There's a, a portrait of a woman over a fireplace where the fire is sort of dingy and the entire place smells not, like, fantastic, but also not the worst you've ever been in. And there does appear to be a single solitary human manning the bar and one or, you know, like, every everyone in here seems to be wearing sort of dark cloaks. A couple of them have, like, the hood thrown back and they're, like, talking and chatting. There's card games going on. But all in all, you know, it's like, probably it's about 
you know, noon, and this is clearly a place that has a little more of a nightlife. So these are like a couple people come in for lunch. No tourists, for sure. You guys <laughs> stick out immediately. Yeah, of course. I... Actually, I take Euterpy with me. Um, okay. Euterpy sticks out the most out of anyone. Yeah, with, of course. With the, um, the bright blue hair just really <laughs> fitting in here. And I, uh, we go up to the bartender. Okay, so the bartender is a tan, dark-haired human who looks at you and sort of seems to be waiting for you guys to place an order. You know, not talking. Um, yeah, uh, a round of drinks for the group. And um, the group meaning your party. Our party. Our okay. Party. Not, the, our party. Not, not the not the tavern. Not the tavern. <laughs> a group of drinks for the party. And hey, hello, friend. Uh, is there who do you, would you happen to know uh, who I can talk to around here about discussing a deal? Depends what kind of deal you're trying to make. I'm trying to help uh, settle someone else's deal. In fact, so I'd have to first find out the full parameters of the deal and then see what I can do. Maybe someone will come see you. Well, uh, I ordered the drinks, and we'll be at... Uh, soon there's an empty table. Um, yeah, it'll it'll be two gold. Yeah, I pay for that. That's a little high for these drinks, by the it's way. It's fine. Definitely overcharging you. It's fine. Uh, Theo, what's your... No, you don't... The three of you who have high wisdom, what's your passive perceptions? Um, oh, and 15. you have something for that, don't you? 19. 15. Okay, so with a 19... You notice something odd about the portrait above the fireplace, and when you look back at it, you notice that this is a... It looks like it's a a pale, dark-haired woman in sort of dark armor, just sort of the bust looking forward, and sitting on her shoulder is an oddly familiar-looking bird. I think... I think Jackdaw's familiar is here. Oh, no, no, no. This is a painting. Oh, okay. So it looks like it's a, it's the same kind of bird for sure Got in this it. painting. Okay. Hey, doesn't that bird look like Jackdaw's familiar? Yeah, a bit. Guess it Human does. woman in the... Human woman. How old is the portrait? Roll me investigation. 18. It looks like it's about 15 years old. Okay. Maybe more. Maybe there are popular shit for familiars around here. Maybe. Or for familiars of people in the heart shadow. Could be. Or maybe they're just trainable. Actually, could I do a nature check to see if there's any particular significance behind jackdaws? Or like, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's a ten. <laughs> uh, jackdaws like to steal shiny things. <laughs> there's a common phrase, thievish as a jackdaw. Okay, I pause for a second and go, yeah, of course, those are popular in the heart's shadow. <laughs> okay. Does anyone approach us? Yeah, you guys sit for about like a really awkward five to ten minutes before a uh, a human uh, a human woman with uh, sort of golden skin and uh, warm brown hair who's wearing you know has a has a dark cloak on almost curse it's almost like a cursory dark cloak it's sort of been thrown back and it's she's clearly you know like thrown it over her shoulders a little bit she's a little more showy than most of the people here does sort of come and uh, and actually. I think is gonna sit down next to Aaron and say, buy me a drink, stranger? Uh, of course. What's your poison? I mean, usually nightshade, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I didn't think we'd get there so quickly. <laughs> uh, I meant for imbibing. How about, how about a nice bottle of wine? We can split it. Will you tell me what deal you want to make? Sure, I'll do that. I go up to the bar and order a bottle of wine. I'd, yeah, I don't... A, a gold. Yeah. Don't, you don't get one. You don't get a nice one. I don't think I know anything about wine. Yeah, sure. 
Probably not. <laughs> it's, ma- it's mainly liquors and liqueurs at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> yeah. So I bring back the bottle of wine. She takes it from you, uh, pulls out a knife, uncorks it, and starts drinking. <laughs> also, DM question, how attractive is this woman? Oh, um... <laughs> oh, decently attractive. Not, not gorgeous. You know, like, pretty, a little bit older than you, probably in, like, her mid-30s, kind of marked up um, in many ways. Like, probably about Vantus's age, actually, so probably about 32. Got got a bunch of scars going on. It's definitely sort of like a she looks like she could fuck you up, <laughs> sort of a thing. Noted. There's like a gentle ease to the way that she carries herself and this confidence and the way that she jokes about killing you with poison. Yeah. Um, Noted. No, it's fine. I like that in a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm continuing. I'm continuing in my trend of just being baffled and confused by women who are super confident and charismatic. <laughs> Kulan. K-H-U-L-A-N. I'm Aaron, and I have been led to understand that um, there is a girl working to pay off a debt that her mother owed, uh, Saba. I could look it up, sure. Yeah. Um, Back in, out of character, what was the name of the? Penser. Penser. Uh, Back in Penser. Though, uh, when I spoke to a former member of your organization, um, he suggested that I come here, that this would be the place to talk to, I'm assuming you, um, about- a former member of our organization? Yes. Well, if we're going to be vague about the organization, I'd really like you to be specific about the member. I'd like to know who's been spreading our name around. Well, we, we already knew about the organization. It was, he wasn't the one, it, we, it wasn't- I'd like to know, sweetheart. I'd like to know how I met you. Who was the person who introduced us? Um, can I roll... Uh, what What do I roll to figure out if he would be mad... Like, if this would be a bad idea to tell her that it was Jackdaw? Uh, insight? Nope. Wisdom? It's I, your own decision. I don't... If Aaron doesn't talk, I might. <laughs> um, can I insight her? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna insight her anyway, yeah. I'm not good. <laughs> that one. <laughs> she was... Excellent. It's a six. Just very consistent. Um, yeah, bad inside check. Uh, went by, introduced himself to us, at any rate, as Jackdaw. Oh. Well then. I guess that makes a lot of sense. Saba, you said. Yes. Well, let me run and do a little check, and I'll get back to you. You should stay here for, oh, about an hour. I'll be gone a while. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm, I'm gonna try to figure out if she means if we're gonna be attacked while she's gone. Oh, that's 21. No, she seems like she, like, Jackdaw makes her sit up, and actually, with a 21, you catch her eyes sort of flick to the painting a little bit, um, and she sort of, you know, like, apparently has to go and talk to someone about this. Well, we'll be all here. Right. Well, drinks all around, then? Yeah. I already bought all of you guys a drink, so that's it. That's you pay for your own drink now. After this morning, next round's on me. <laughs> Thank you, by the way, Vantus, for taking charge on that. I'm just surprised I didn't, like, charge that girl. I know. Can I just say, 
Now that we're here, I want to set those children on fire. (laughs) (laughs) And once she's left, I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, she does seem rather well-versed in nightshade. It's tempting. (laughs) Mm, That's a thought. I'm only mostly joking. Anyways, I'm pony up the two gold for the next round. Yeah, you guys hang out about an hour. People give you weird looks. It's your presence here is very noted. Uh, the crowd actually thins out a fair amount because people seem to have come in here for like a brief lunch, and then weirdly enough, it thins out without people really going out the front door. <laughs> people seem to go up into rooms and not come down. Um, Sounds right. Does the bartender have anything actually decent to drink? Um, or is it all really? Mm, no, it's it's all pretty bad. <laughs> it looks like maybe. Well, you could roll a perception check. That's 20. You might note when someone else goes up to order a drink, the bartender, rather than taking from something that you can see, seems to do something underneath the counter and then come up with something that looks decent, but it looks like the stuff that's available to the public is shit. (laughs) When I go up for a drink, can I, like, go, hey, and an extra couple coppers for some of the nice stuff? It's charging two gold for crap. I don't think coppers are gonna make a difference. I roll me a persuasion check. Okay, um, that's a thirteen. Crosses arms and looks at you and says, "You don't like what I serve." I don't think you drink it. I'm a former alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> well, respect you to sticking for the job then. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> I pocket my gold again rather than buying another drink and head back. Yeah, sure. I'm not buying another. Glass of shitty stuff. You sit for about an hour, and after an hour, uh, Kulan does come back with sort of, it looks like she's got, she's a little harried this time, like her cloak is actually flung forward over her form a little bit more, and her hair is a bit a little bit of a mess, and she sort of fixes it as she sits down and, you know, shifts the cloak back again to sort of her public persona, and says, well, I've got an affidavit of Saba's debt. It's... Typically held in Penser, but anything signed by a certain someone will be held up anywhere. You can bring it to her, and she'll be free of it. We just need you to do... You're willing... What are you offering is, Um, I suppose, the next stage in this, dear? Well, um, my skill set, personally, is fighting. And are you offering up theirs as well? Um, that's up to them. I'll help out with it. Yes. Depends on what you want done. Yeah. Well, yes. We aren't necessarily we, agreeing to the task until we've heard what it is. We'll offer our skills, but not without hearing what you would have us do. Well, this would pay off about half of the debt, given a job we'd get and the money we'd get for it. You obviously wouldn't get anything because it would go towards your debt. Um, we've got a client who's approached recently who wants a little something just recovered from a cave about a mile north of the city. You seem like strapping young folk. That's up our alley. Yeah. Does it belong to her, or is she stealing it? Something's been lost at sea for long enough. Does it really belong to anyone? That's fine. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Define long enough! (laughs) Yeah, no, that's totally fine. It seems like it's been lost at sea for a while. (laughs) No, define long enough. That's a modified 20 insight. Uh, Well, what you get when she responds to you, Terapy, is she is telling the truth. She says, oh, about... At least 200, 300 years. What Apparently, race was the original owner? <laughs> what? what? If, if they're I'm, 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 I'm 
years old, if something had been lost from my parents for 200 years, it would still be rightfully theirs. I would like to follow up. Uh, I believe the ship was sailing from Varasi. Which one is that? That is the uh, northern, very northern wood elven nation. And was the original owner then a wood elf? Because in that case, they would most likely still be alive. If we haven't come after it for 200 years. It's true. We've only, apparently this person has recently discovered that this item is still intact. Hmm. People thought it was lost, and I don't know much about it. It's powerful, and she wants it. Okay. All right. Um, So this would only pay off half of the debt? This would pay, this is a decently sized job, considering we don't know what's in the cave, and we, we don't know if the item's cursed or anything. She's been a little vague on that. But it's high paying enough to pay off half of it with... A good number of you here, considering that none of you are getting paid, that's a good chunk of money. We'll pay off about half, and we could give you another job or two after that. Well, I'd like to uh, have a concrete deal before we agree on this. Three jobs of about this size is what we'll offer you. You can take up this one and pay off, let's say now that you're debating, a third of the debt. And after that, you can come back, and if you want to negotiate smaller jobs, those can be set, that set price after. Not half the debt? We're down to a third. Oh, why is that? Well, I'm busy. And every... (laughs) Time is money. Every time I, every moment you spend debating this, that's racking up a little more debt. Well, we're just doing this out of the kindness of our hearts. Great, then we'll go back to dealing with Saba then. No, I'll take... Uh, I will take the deal. They don't have to. Um, but I will as well, though I have many questions, which I imagine you don't want to answer. Well. With the stipulation that no, I will, I'll, I'll take the deal with the stipulation that none of the jobs. You will have the have, right to veto jobs. There we go. I'm fine with that. I accept that deal. So we've got two of you on board. Uh, as for myself, with the right to veto jobs. Well, I understand that this is generally not the nature of your organization. I have an interest in keeping my jobs legal, things I can talk about. She's a really bad liar. Or just doesn't. Also, I like people to know what I've accomplished. You can debate the merits of truth with the... All the employer requested was speed and competence. We can do those. Yeah, sure. Just how big is this debt? Sizable. Sir. No, it's not. It doesn't seem like very good bookkeeping to not have a specific number. We're offering to take over her debt. We should know the amount that we owe. Some debts aren't money. Okay, I'm on board. Same here. Uh, is that all of you then? Yeah. Yes. Wonderful. I'll give you the address of the person who will give you more details on the, the job giver. She did request to meet with the party before they went on, just to make sure they knew who delivered the item to and what would happen if they took it for themselves. If you do fail this job, and, well, failing it is one thing. If the item disappears, we won't be pleased with you, but honestly, I'd be more worried about her. Thanks for the drink! She takes the bottle of wine with her as she leaves. Um, And she does hand off to Aaron a slip of paper that has a... Uh, up towards the fancier end of town, uh, a little bit away from ways from where you were staying, there is sort of a, a house that has rooms to let. 
It is sort of a, a fancy, not really an inn, it's more of a mansion, and you get sort of a suite, and you are given a meeting time and place, which is in about an hour or two in the garden of this place. So I, so she said earlier that we'd get an affidavit uh, that Saba's debt was paid off. Do we get that after we've completed the jobs, or does she you get, get that after? In the okay. You get after. Okay. You know, one thing I'm worried about, if it turns out to uh, this is just when we're walking on the street, I sort of mm-hmm. want to glance around to make sure that there's nobody who looks like they're mm-hmm. particularly eavesdropping. Mm-hmm. If we get to this thing, and it's something like some sort of powerful weapon or something, I vote we leave it in the cave. Or do... Because I, you know, we don't want to give a bunch of criminals something they could use to hurt a lot of people, even if it would help pay off this debt. We agreed to retrieve this, though. <laughs> but we don't want to... Well, we don't know that it's a weapon yet, so why don't we yeah. have this argument once oh. we find out what the item yeah. is. I'm just... I was just laying that down beforehand. Okay. Um, because... Obviously, I'm sure none of us trust these guys. Of course not. Um, yeah. And I'd rather have I'd rather have myself in debt to them than a uh, you know eighteen nineteen year old girl who is only who's only in debt to them because her mother was. I I chose this. We chose this. She didn't. I'd yeah. rather be it be on us than on her. Sure. I'd just rather have us in trouble with a thieves guild than something dangerous let loose in the world. But, yes. again, yeah. we don't know. That is just a condition I want, to, want us to consider. Yeah. I have counter-arguments, but we can make them later. <laughs> well, I'm sure you, you make them in your own way <laughs> as you argue this point while you guys walk around and wait for this meeting. In about two hours, you do, just to speed it up, because we are coming to the... Oh, no, we started about 6.20. So we're going to end about 8.20. So we have about half an hour left, guys. You have some time to talk to this person. You have... <laughs> I thought I was just going to introduce him to be done. Um... <laughs> You enter this beautiful little garden off the side. It's got some wonderful sort of sweeping, weeping willow-style trees, a beautiful little created pond, um, and some hedgerows around it and things like that. It looks like there's maybe a hedge maze a little far off to the side. Just a small one, a very small one. And roll me perception to see if you can spot this person. Yes, weirdly Um, enough, 18. 18 also. also. That's a 24. (laughs) Dice luck is suddenly balancing out. That's a 22. Okay. So we've got 22, 18... 24. 24. 18. 18. Okay. Six. Theo, you pass by a really beautiful orchid on your way in. That is such a pretty orchid. Such a good orchid. Uh, Someone must care very deeply for that. (laughs) The two of you do spot this just a moment afterwards, but uh, the uh, Euterpe and... Aaron, do spot this just a moment afterwards when your sort of eye is drawn to something. However, Vantis and Dust, immediately, as soon as you walk in, it's almost like you feel a presence that you recognize. The two of you spot a twitching tail dripping from a tree, as lazing across one of the branches peering into the pond appears to be Tangle, who appears to be waiting for you. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Hi. Good to see you again. Hello. Oh, yes. You. You. I remember you. How's it hanging? At the moment, it's quite pleasant, yes. I like to hang from trees. It's fun. (laughs) So, you're... You've been sent to help me require a certain something that I want, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. What is it? A small crystal chest. 
That does what? <laughs> a chest made of crystal or a chest full of crystals? And she turns, she sort of looks over all of you and her attention sort of flicks away a little and she does turn towards uh, Dust and say, it's a small chest made of crystal filled with seeds. I told you I liked studying the natural world and I'm just a, found a new, something I thought I'd almost never get my hands on. Do I recognize anything? Op- no. Anything? Okay. <laughs> well, you can roll me a nature check. 15. No. <laughs> Great. I'm sure you understand. You must have your own particular curiosities, and mine just happens to be the natural world. So I'd, I think I'd trust you to bring it back to me. We'll return it to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a small crystal chest. It'll be full of seeds. Seeds for what? Roll me a persuasion check. Okay, that's going to be pretty good. Good. That's a 23. Seeds from Arborea. Do I know what that is? Roll our... No, actually, you guys all know what this is. It's common knowledge in the world. Everyone knows because your entire calendar system is based around the planar system. You're currently in the month of Shadowfell, by the way. Um, (laughs) Arborea is one of the planes. It is a plane where plants are gods, is sort of the way that it's, it's phrased. It's a plane where, you know, like, plants are all awakened and therefore sentient and powerful. It's where, you know, it's sort of the idea of this... It's often credited as being the progenitor of all plant life on the prime material plane. Although that may be true, that may not be true. It's just something people say. But it's sort of the the pure natural energy distilled is Arborea. Cool. Based on knowledge of history or religion or arcana, do I have any reason to suspect that seeds from Arborea would be dangerous. Roll me nature. Uh, I don't have proficiency in that one. It's probably something well, that's that okay. I just I'm, I'm really like balancing out all my bad dice block <laughs> tonight. So that's a 17. You, it, it's, they'd be special. They might be powerful. It would really depend on what the seeds were. You honestly don't know because while extra planar and not extra planar, other plane planar entities do control many aspects of this world. It is difficult to for mortals to get to other planes, and you don't really know. You, it's not that much of a common knowledge, particularly Arborea, because it's so sort of weird, isn't that well known. Could be. Very potentially could be. Might not. And what sorts of things from more are the tree are the seeds well that one I don't know I'm very excited to discover and find out I'm a researcher after all and I just want to research okay. Arborea happens to be my particular can field sounds <laughs> legit that? <laughs> that's a 10 got a yeah it's pretty true you know like there's you know like there's this very you can actually catch her, her tail twitching as she talks about this in this sort of purring way laid out across this tree (laughs) above this pond. She's not gotten up to speak to you guys. She's still draped up there, sort of high above you guys watching. She, But her tail twitches in a way that would suggest genuine, very real curiosity and excitement. Yeah, I can sympathize with that. Okay. We, I assume, get all the details of, like, where we need to go. Yeah, she gives you the details of the cave. Um, She gives you the details of the shipwreck, which was about 275 years ago 
uh, the seeds were lost, theoretically. She recently, when communing with the earth, found a way, you know, like sort of sensed them near here and has been looking for a party to send down to get them. Um, sorry. No, go ahead. As, uh, as somebody who um, knows a bit of land magic myself, I'm eh, just a favor, you don't have to, of course. Could I see one of the seeds grow? Just I have a very particular place where the conditions are perfect and the line between Arborea and the prime material plane is thin, where I believe they could reach incredible potentials. Huh. But it's my own secret glade. Fair enough. Well, 21. There's something definitely weird there. Like, that's what she said. She wasn't exactly lying, but she doesn't want people seeing this glade for sure. Yeah, I just sort of shrugged. Yeah, to your right, I guess. There we go. I'll still help you get the seeds. I will be eternally grateful. Shall we? All right. Are you setting out to do this today? Um, uh, we should check back in with our employer too to see if he needs, he knows anything more about the boot. He needs anything else from us since he, he did. He did basically give you this and the next day off. Okay. He was like, "I'm going to be meeting with people. I really don't have time. I'm wow. trying to sell things." How far away is this cave? It's about mm, two hours to the north. I oh, believe that's I said. Nothing. So we can yeah. do that tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my or- spells aren't the greatest for necessarily okay. adventuring into caves yeah, today, sure. so. And is there any, does she know what dangers we might expect, or if there are any guardians of this chest? Uh, she, she does not, she will tell you that she does not know, but she expects that you may encounter beasts of some kind. Okay. Or uh, perhaps <coughs> creatures who've wandered up from the sea. <coughs> Do we know the cause of the shipwreck? No. Uh, but she would tell you also the times that the tides are low that you should go, which tend to be um, the one that she'd recommend in terms of having the, a long time for you guys to do it is she'd recommend that you try and get there around 5 p.m. the next day. Oh, so we have, like, a while. Like, we have, like, a full day now, basically. Yeah, the tides okay. in that area are weird because of certain rock formations. So she'd recommend okay. about 5 p.m. Okay. Really do Kills in the meantime. Bar crawl? <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's work for me. <laughs> See if anyone, you know, wants a musician for the evening. I guess I lock myself in my room and do some experimentation. Okay. Anything particular you're experimenting on? Uh, change hair color. Okay. <laughs> Roll me a d20 and add your... in. Your intel, mm, just your int modifier, not your proficiency bonus. <gasps> Nat <laughs> Okay, you do manage to make a, um, you do manage to make something that you're pretty sure will change if, here's a question. Are you trying to make something that you drink or something that you throw? Uh, she's not going to drink anything I make, so I suppose it would be thrown. Okay, you make something that when you throw and it shatters, it's in a very delicate little thing, it will change hair color to blonde, specifically. <laughs> nice. Good. I'm going over to the dark side. <laughs> this is what Theo thinks, actually. <laughs> Join me. I'm the one non-good aligned person in this party. 
long do I think it'll last? <laughs> yeah. This is the dark side. I'm <laughs> evil now. I made some hair dye. Yeah. <laughs> Offensive hair dye is evil. <laughs> do I think it'll? Yeah, how long sure. do I think it'll last? Like, is it is it going to expire soon, or will it stick around for a while? It, it'll probably last about a week. Okay. So you guys go out on a pub crawl? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure, why not? You, is there anything you want to play out during that, or do you just go out on a pub crawl? I keep tasting notes, and if I find anything good, like... Roll me a d20. All right. That's a nine. Uh, so you guys don't have, like, a ton of money on you at the moment, and you're, you are saving up money theoretically, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you don't tend to go to the fancier places, and I'm going to say you're letting... Euterpe is leading the way, and Euterpe might not have a good, as good of an eye for seedy but good places as you do. So Euterpe keeps... just get seedy. Euterpe keeps leading you into the wrong places, and you're just kind of letting it happen. I'm mostly looking for places where I can, like play us out and get a few gold to pay for our drinks. Yeah, there is nothing I'm gonna, like, order for the bar at home or anything. Just mediocre alcohol. At some point, I would love to try to talk to Euterpe in private, um, but I don't know how easy that would be. Uh, well, okay, so Euterpe, roll me a performance check. That was good. That's gonna be, uh, 27. Okay, so you cancel out all the drinks. Cool. You don't spend any money. (laughs) You make enough money to cover your pub crawl. Do you guys get drunk? I think after a drink, I would go outside and crawl up under the roof and just look at the moon. Roll me a perception check. <laughs> the moon is conspiring <laughs> against us. <laughs> 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 I was at one, so... Uh, yeah, nothing happens. Yeah, nothing. Nothing happens. <laughs> nothing happens. It's just a nice moon. It's a good moon tonight. It's a, you will note, it's a, it's almost a new moon. It's a very thin sliver. That one, you can't find the moon. <laughs> um, the moon is gone. The moon Someone exist. stole the moon. <laughs> we should steal it back. But yeah, Theo can probably pull Euterpe aside cool. at some point in there. Okay. Um, hey, Euterpe, so I know you're a really good storyteller. I was wondering if you could... So I've, I've got this picture, you know, I'm not using it anymore, and I was thinking of maybe sending it home to my sister and telling her about what I'm up to. Would you mind, like, writing this, writing a story on it? Oh, I'd love to, as long as I can, like, credit myself on. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so what, whatever you want. I'll, I, I'm sure you're really good at writing stories. Yeah, you can course. make an insight check if you want. I don't no, do that. You sure cool. don't do that. I, oh, I will never right insight person. check anyone. I have chosen the right person. Cool. So I, I give you like a pencil or a pen or whatever. Yeah, I, I assume I have one. Like, yeah, on sure. Me. Why not? Posing music. Yeah, I I write out a great story. I ask what your sister's name is. Oh uh, gosh, I know this. Um, Margaret. Thank you. It's Margaret. So I write out and I say, you know, this is Theo's friend Euterpe who uh, I'm a bard and have been asked to, you know, t- tell you his story and write out a grand, like, lavish version of everything we've been up to. Make so, you sound like, really cool <laughs> and, like, really exciting. <laughs> oh, this is going to make her happy. So I guess when you give it back, I kind of glance over it very quickly and go, thank you. I'm sure she's going to be really happy. Yes, of course. I'm happy to tell your story. I fold it up and take it to the nearest 
post office or whatever serves. Yeah, sure. One gold and you could send it. Cool. I send it. Awesome. Success. I know what happens to that. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, that's... That's, that's awesome. Yeah, um, that's the word I was looking for. That's an uh, So, let me roll something real quick. Nope. That's also ominous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you guys, um, Theo, you're not drunk. No, I was in making hair dye the whole time. Did you go out to meet them, or did you wait till they came back? How long did it take me to make hair dye? You rolled an at 20, so I'm going to say two hours. Okay, I probably went out to meet them. Roll me a perception check. Nine. That's a very small moon tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing special. Yeah. Yeah, I am probably not terribly drunk because the alcohol has been shitty. And I also have a ridiculous con score. Yeah, but there was something particularly for Dust, and then Theo's very observant, so I'm not having <laughs> anyone else roll the check. Right. You're distracted by alcohol. Yeah. So just in general. I'm not allowed to use my passive. <laughs> All right, so the moon, man. The moon, cool. yeah. I mean, I personally, as a moon elf, am very <laughs> fond of the moon. The moon's almost gone. It's this thin little sea. Yeah, that's less fun. <laughs> less into that. After the pub crawl, uh, I when we get back to our rooms, I start reading the book that I bought. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's it's a good book. It... I get very into it. I like cry a little bit. It's. <laughs> There, it's, I react like very like outwardly as I'm reading. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting story of the most beautiful woman in Barentes for sure, but in the world theoretically is how they phrase it. And uh, you get through about half of the book and the halfway point. Um, so the the love interest is involved at the start. She's sort of this minor character, but uh, she's sort of just pining endlessly after this beautiful, gorgeous woman who's then kidnapped by evil, evil orcs. And then she sets out on this quest to find her, but you keep switching back between their perspectives. So you finish up on like this thing where you've, you've just finished up on probably the the, the most beautiful woman in the world has just seen this this terrible band of orcs like kill and devour a band a party that had been sent to save her or something like that. It's very melodramatic, but she's also like heart heartbroken. I'm into it. <laughs> it's a very particular perspective on orcs. Yeah, that's not not <laughs> as much into that. But I also have never interact. I I don't. You've never met an orc. I've never met an orc. In, yeah, ever. So and they're not like, very they're not very common. Yeah, like they're not very common in the surface world. And they're not they're not existent. Not, in Rungut. Yeah, like I, I don't think I'd ever even heard of them until Nobody, I left Rungut. Rungut is ninety nine percent tritons. Yeah, no, like I feel like a lot of the the like racial tensions are things that I didn't learn about until I left Rungut because yeah, we sure. just didn't learn about it. So I just had no idea. Yeah, tritons were just better than everyone else. That was all you learned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they can breathe underwater. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Um, so, yeah, I think, given the time, we're going to do a shorter session and end it there. There was an impactful, well, no, I won't do it. (laughs) We'll do it next time. This is less than I expected you to get through, but also, gotta argue with Mal a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Gotta argue with Malady. D, as her friends call her. If this campaign gives me a heart attack, it's going to be Mal. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. When I when I take the letter from Euterpe, by the way, I give you the hair dye. Ah, thank you. How do I? Uh, you use it? you just throw it. Oh, good. I'm good at that. Mhm. Mhm. Good aim. <laughs> this could go well for you. 
I, I feel like I should go and, you know, like, do confession or something. <laughs> no, you're, she's, she's an asshole. You're doing a good thing. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I think, I think we'll end it there, guys. I feel bad about tripping Jess. Like, I don't, okay, I don't feel bad about tripping him. I feel bad that he rolled in that one and, like, yeah. injured himself. I feel bad that he... I, I tripped him, which is, like, a reasonable oh, thing. I could have done worse. Yeah. And his... I want to tell you, there's something that I have written down here already that I wrote down at about 3 p.m. today that will make you not regret that. Okay. I need you to know, and I need our listening audience to know, I did not, this is not a reaction to that, this was planned beforehand. Okay. Oh boy. It's gonna be interesting. That's it, bye. <laughs>